can't help but smile every time I do that because I feel like it's official after I clap. It's official, but in some sort of way, I feel like you're fo- focusing a little too hard on it. Why? I don't know. I've got to, it's got to be picked up on a GoPro on two different mic, on three different mics, actually. Yeah. So I got to make sure it's loud, you know? Sure. It helps visually. If you look at it on a waveform, right? The waveform okay. is really nice because it's like three big spikes and then just the giant spike that fills the, the entire screen. It's just like, oh, there's the clap. It's super easy, you know, sync it. This is the editorial part of the podcast. I, I love this. Every time. The, the <laughs> Every time. so confused. Every time they're like, Are, have we started yet? <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Talk Your Walk podcast. I'm your host, Austin Olipka. Uh, I am joined, as always, with my co-host, Noah Wilburn. What's up? And my other co-host slash producer. What's good? What's good? Yeah, George Miller. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Today, we're joined by a friend that actually we made connections through with Noah, Obviously. who you said is sort of your... Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let's go back to, and observe what you just said. Obviously? What does obviously mean? Because every connection we make with Noah... I think he's trying to say he's the only one here that has friends. So, hey, you know... Oh I would be God. very insulted if I was you, yes. too. Steven, you're right. And this is You're right. And I'm not... You're right. So... Go ahead and give us an explanation of how you guys first met and kind of your history and your background. Well, basically, me and Steven, we go to the same church. Um, I mean, I've been going to that church since for like four or five years, I think, something like that. And then we, but we just started like actually hanging out and really connecting um, for about, it's been a couple months now, I think, since. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. End of last year. And um, Steven has been a pretty big part of my life. Uh, Just, he mentors me a lot, um, just with pretty much every aspect of my life, whether it's uh, <laughs> relationships or, you know, family advice, life advice, career advice, and f- actually for why we're here right now, uh, financial advice. Uh, his parents were cool with it because I just said, look, this, I just tell him what I did. And then I say, do the opposite. And <laughs> so it's really easy to give him advice. Your son will not go broke. If he does <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, we're here to, t- we're here to talk about mostly, mostly about uh, finances and whatnot and money and how to, how to save it, how to, how to grow, how to grow your financial portfolio. Who doesn't money. love growing money? Am I right? If only that was possible. But instead, we're going to have somebody that actually knows what they're talking about. Explain <laughs> that to us. Listen, um, like I try and get by with the snippets that I find online for you guys. But if you want more, you can bring in an expert, I guess. That's fine. I find it funny that you say that, though. Where You kind of made the joke of like tell him what not to do. But did you really make that many mistakes as far as your money goes when you were younger? Oh, I've lost thousands of dollars. Best, oh, be- God, that hurt best, me. No, no, no. My bad. I've lost tens of thousands of dollars. I'm incorrect. So best Ooh. thing that ever happened to me. Really? Oh, yeah. I should. If I knew at 31 what I know now at 23, I would have been a millionaire by 27. Mm. And that's not like a, oh, I should have invested in Bitcoin kind of a thing. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> just, that's like just things that I was invested yeah. in. If I would have realized oh, I should hold this. It's a good investment. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I'm talking about stuff I was actually invested in like that. So not, you know, like the back to the future type thing where the guy gets the, you know, sports, sports betting magazine and then goes back and, yeah. you know, becomes a millionaire type deal. So that's, funny. that's uh, you know, why I got so interested in um, finance is because I realized that I didn't know what I was doing. I was trying and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I still had some big wins, but I had some really big losses. And that's when I just kind of realized I need to get good at this. Yeah. And, you know, we don't learn about it in school. So that was, you know, kind of the, those failures were what really spurred me on to uh, increase my knowledge. 
Mm. Well, you run a blog called Everything Money Blog. Is that is mm-hmm. that correct? www.everything.moneyno.com. People get confused about that sometimes. <laughs> you can't actually have other extensions other than .edu, .org. Huh. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's shocking to people sometimes. So you run that blog online and you gained a following through doing that. And I'm guessing from everything that we had viewed for ourselves, the blog is about helping anybody at any point in their life, whether what age it be, to not only grow their financial success, but also learn from the mistakes that they made in the past. Absolutely. My target audience is definitely 20 to 30 year old uh, or 20 to 30s range, maybe even early 40s. Uh, But the reality is that our country and the people, specifically the middle class and the lower class, uh, we have no financial education. And for the for the that matter, you know, even people I know millionaires that are living paycheck to paycheck. So just because you have money, um, and for the sake of the podcast, you may hear me say something from time to time where I'll say a rich mindset and a poor mindset mm-hmm. for the, uh, just for the audience. When I say a rich mindset, that doesn't mean that you have a million dollars. When I say a poor mindset, that does not mean that you have it. That's a type of thinking that I'm referencing, not how much you actually have in your bank account, mm-hmm. not how many assets you have under ownership. So when I talk about that rich mindset, poor mindset, just know that you can be making minimum wage and have a rich mindset and what that will all mean. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. I think the thing I want to start, because you were talking a little bit about investing uh, before. So someone who is out of high school, just graduated, they're getting into college, you know, they're starting to work, starting to get a little bit of money and whatnot, or maybe they saved it and whatnot. I mean, what are they, what are the benefits of investing? Like, where do they start? Mm-hmm. Why should they do it? Yeah, no, great. So first off, you know, to even cut you off a little bit. So if you are graduating high school and you are listening to this, um, I'm going to say something a lot of parents might get mad about, but you need to question whether or not you're going to college. Now, I am not saying that college is bad. I went to college. College is great. It is proven in studies that you will make more money if you go to college, but that is historical data and that is changing drastically as companies, you know, tech sector leads a lot of this innovation. Uh, they're, you know, Google's, the Yahoo's of the world, they're starting to drop the college requirement because they realize it's not really needed for the skill sets of what they're hiring people. What my degree was in had nothing to do with what I ended up getting up a job in, but I couldn't have applied for my job that I had coming out of college if I didn't have a college degree Mm -hmm. because it was just a random requirement that they made. So that being said, um, with the changing landscape and with things being, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, 10 years removed from college and it's already just that much more expensive. So I think it's important for people to understand that college is good, but you need to have a plan as to why you are doing it. You don't necessarily have to have a major but you need to have some type of plan going in. And I hate putting that on a senior uh, that's graduating because... uh, Especially because college is... Like, especially in your senior year, sometimes even before that, in in like, especially private school systems, college is, like, forced onto kids almost. Like, they got representatives from colleges coming in to give... Mm -hmm. To hand out stuff. It's, like, forced down your throat. Like, hey, by the way, you got to pick a college, so... Yeah, And, and and it's a completely different... Uh, double standard because if I wanted to start my own business at 18 and I went and had um, zero work experience, zero anything, but I said, Hey, I got this great idea. Here's a business plan. I need $25,000 from the bank. Chances are, unless somebody's co-signing on me that has money, they're not going to give me that. But if I want to sign for a hundred thousand dollars, 
for four years to go to a university to get a piece of paper that said I did something while I was there, the banks will gladly sign me up for that. Yeah. Why is that? Because I can't default or go into bankruptcy on student loans. It's amazing how many people don't know that. It is yeah. a very, very big problem. If you die, dependent on the situation, you know, some places it is forgiven, some places not. Depends on the type of loan you have. Even if you died, there is a chance your loans will get passed on to your family. Like there, if you go completely bankrupt and lose your house, your cars, everything, it doesn't matter. You're still going to have to pay Uncle Sam or whatever private organization you went with those loans if they want you to. So there's a double standard when it comes to that. We're over a trillion dollars in debt. So for this age group, I just, you know, not to divert too far from your original question, Noah, yeah. but I had to throw that caveat in there because I, I want people to go to college. And for the record, I went to the University of Florida. I'm a Gator, very proud of it. And one reason I'm proud of it is we have been in Money Magazine's um, top 10 colleges for the best value for the past like five years. We're, we're in the, I think we were top three last year. And that's a huge credit because the UF has, while it's gotten harder to get into, it has maintained a very low cost um, of, of attendance. And, you know, if that was the case everywhere else, then we wouldn't be having this element of this discussion. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not the case everywhere else. So, so that's it. So for anybody listening, you know, I would just really encourage you if you are going to college and even if you do go to college and you don't have a plan, have a plan to pay it off as quickly as possible. Um, your loans are going to equal at least if you come out with the average, they're going to equal the average uh, college earners one year post-tax salary. So if you come out, a lot of people tend to think they go, okay, um, yeah, I'm going to have $40,000 in debt, but I'm going to be making $55,000. Right. Well, you're going to be making $55,000 on paper, but what actually is going to hit your bank account after rent, after your car payment, after 14% uh, tax, 14% tax, worse, depending on where you live. A lot of people are like, Hey, I'm shipping out for Boston or New York or heading out to LA yeah. or going much to different than big cities, <laughs> much different than Gainesville. Cost of, I mean, shoot, even Miami, my uh, brother-in-law and sister just moved down there and they realized the rough truth of, they got basically the exact same apartment of what they had had here Two, two, you know, not too run down, but not super luxury, anything like that. And rent went from about $750 to $1,500 a month, yeah. double. Mm -hmm. They were paying more oh, for that. city lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, you know, it's... Hope you like ramen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ramen and, uh, you know, she's she's not vegan, but I think eating a lot more vegetables. So I think they just go outside and pick off some of the plants on the back porch. <laughs> so, because that's free range, I think. Yeah. So uh, It's all free game. Yeah. They have, they have plants in big cities. Uh, it's it's a special part of Miami, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I'm, I'm happy that you included that, though, because I, I truly believe that the social stigma around not going to institutionalized educations like, you know, universities or colleges, um, that has gone away significantly socially. But as far as the workplace goes, I think it's I think it's definitely been a slow process drawn out over time of people finally coming to realize that, like you said, you can go to school for all those years, get a degree, get into your workforce and go, what what was all that for? And I and I feel that it leaves a lot of people, you know, dumbstruck at the end of the day of, you know, I've talked to people that look back and they go, what did I do with all that time? You know, now I'm having to pay off all of this money. And yeah, I, when I my, my when my parents first told me 
about the fact that your student debt can last with you even after death. I was like, that's that's such a mind <laughs> trip in itself that I, yeah. I just, yeah. so that's why it, I started what, a podcast. What was the second part of the question? No, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I, I diverted no, off it a bit. No, it's fine. Uh, just the benefits of investing and where to start. Yeah, that's right. So if you are, I would say, I got to split this up because if you are early 20s compared to late 20s, it's very different. So for early 20s, uh, the number one thing you need to be investing in is yourself. So you need to be investing in your time, um, uh, your, or I'm sorry, not your time. You need to be investing in whatever job that you do have. You need to be building skills. And I know a lot of people are going to hate this answer, but you've got to be reading because I'm sorry, you know, this is something I actually uh, speak at the University of Florida on occasion. And one thing that I make sure that I drill into, they have me give talks to seniors that are getting ready to go out and, um, join the workforce and you know, it's normally financially focused and different things like that. And one thing I communicate to every single one of them is I say, guys and gals, your education starts when you graduate. It doesn't, it, it's, it's your self-education is now beginning. Nobody is take, forcing you to go out of class anymore. Nobody's giving you grades. Uh, you know, this is your, your education is on you now and you've got to start it. And if you don't, you're going to fall behind the curve in multiple different areas. So um, if you are in, you know, you're 25 or below because people, you know, sometimes they don't graduate college till 22, 23, you've got to read personal finance books, read blogs, listen to podcasts. There's so much great content out there you can get for free now. Um, listen to podcasts. Listen uh, to the podcast. Do those, it. Are, those are all things I've stressed. That's that one of the explanations that I give people anytime they ask me why I started this. It's because podcasts have been the one form of way that I've had an education without going to college mm. of just filling myself with hours upon hours of listening to these podcasts with people that know things that I never would have found it, even if I did go to college. Mm. No, it's true. Hashtag Gary V. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and, it's, and it's so weird because it's a completely different type of education. Like when people say, oh, you're getting an education, they usually think of, you know, algebra class or something like that, or like, you right. know, like a statistics class or, you know, English class. But like, there's a completely different type of education out there, which is just the practical, you know, life lessons, the worldly education, which is why podcasts are such a big deal, uh, are such a big uh, you know, uh, influence, influence. Yeah. On yeah. Like it's such a, a large pool of content that they, that they provide about that kind of stuff. Because like, there's so many things that I didn't learn about in school that I would have loved to know. Like, I don't even know how to do my taxes. So like, you know, I would have loved <laughs> hey, to. Hey, you learned about parallelograms, yeah. right? Yeah. How did that I help? Learned, I know the quadratic <laughs> equation. Sure. But like, you know, like, so podcasts are a great form and reading is an even better way to get that type of practical education. Yeah, no, it's a, you guys are a hundred percent spot on. And, you know, just so everybody knows, I did not have any type of traditional financial education, um, for, I think it's four States in the United States right now require any financial education before high school in order to graduate. And normally it's like an hour or two seminar. So the the skill that is the most important thing that you will deal with on a regular basis in your life, um, four states require an hour or two of it in order to graduate high school. And then you get to college and it's a complete crapshoot. You know, you can go to women's studies or, you know, study art or history or anything like that. I mean, shoot, I know guys who did finance and accounting and they still still aren't man I'm still meeting with guys like that that have accounting degrees for crying out loud because fine personal finance is different than business finance yeah a lot of the elements are the same but it's personal mm -hmm. 
right? You have to curb behavior. Mm -hmm. There's human psychology that goes into it. You know, uh, I'm just curious what you guys think. Uh, I know what I think on this. So if I was to say, um, if I was in for anybody listening on the podcast, I'd ask you this question too. But um, if I give you a million dollars right now, do you think you would change as a person or do you think that it would just enable you to be more of who you already are? It's one of those hypotheticals that I have gone through my head hundreds of times, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what if kid, I won the lot, exactly, what would I like, do? What kid doesn't like? I've seen, you know, watching TV, the, the TV shows about people winning the lottery and how they ruin their lives. And I'm like, Haha, I wouldn't do that. But like, you know, uh, so like, hypothetically if I, if I were to just suddenly get a million dollars i would like to think that i'd be like responsible and be like okay I, I, i'd give some of it back to my parents obviously i put a, a bunch of it in like a, like a 401k or something like that or like a, or something and like i i <laughs> yeah I, I would like to think that i would find a way to put the major majority of it because i don't need a million dollars right now um, <laughs> like i can put a bunch of it away for something i would like to think that i'd do that but you, you got to be honest with yourself. I'd probably take, you know, <laughs> 750,000 of that and just, just <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Like, I, I got it. Just like, Oh, it. you want a car Austin? Here you go. Fully. <laughs> also, here's like the next like 10 months in insurance for it. And just like, you want a computer? I have a computer. I, think, I like, you know, I know for, a, I know for a fact that, um, I and, would, it, and if you think that you wouldn't do the exact same thing, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, for, for me personally, like, my, my main thing is being secure. Um, I find I find peace and security. So mm -hmm. I know for a fact that just how I'm wired, uh, a lot of that money would be saved uh, in different different areas. It's true. People are different. Yeah, I, I just I, I do. I, I just know that about myself. I, I know you. I know you know. I'm not lying. Cause I, <laughs> I, I, we've had a I, lot of I believe it, man. There'd be yeah. someone of the mattress for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I know. But that's just, that's just how I'm wired. Um, Half and half, it'd be it would change me because I I don't know if I'm reading too much into the question, but if like okay. would that change me or would that? But I think as far as my lifestyle goes right now, I already do save. I not your not your li not would it change your lifestyle? Obviously, a million dollars will change it. Would it change who you are? Right. Um, I, I I think half of it would change and the other half wouldn't because I I grew up very intensely poor, so it's like having that mindset of having that much money taught me, you know, through my parents you know, doing exactly what you did and learning from their own mistakes and teaching me a better example for my future. Um, you know, that's going to, that's going to make you the person that you are. So half of that, that'd probably be still me. And I'd hope that I do the smart thing with you. The other half, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's definitely got to change something because I, my mind can't even wrap my head around the idea <laughs> yeah. of having a million dollars. Yeah. Like that's, that's well, a dramatic Well, now change. I'm really going to blow your mind. So first off, just so people know out there, I don't think money Maybe if you're 2021, 20, you're still kind of being formed a little bit. But I think by the time you're 30, for the most part, you you really are who you are um, at that point. I, I don't think money changes people. I think that money makes you more of who you are. It enables you and gives you freedom to be a jackass um, or it enables you to be generous and giving or it enables you to be a jackass who is generous and giving. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you <laughs> like know, it, it, yeah. it could be any, like any big, form of it. Yeah, like a big part of my personality is that I love... I love giving things to people. I mm -hmm. remember back in high school, I had I had a job like pretty much all throughout high school. So I and I had nothing to spend it on. So I remember <laughs> one Christmas, I had like you know five or six like really close friends like in high school. And I remember I spent like over three or four hundred dollars on Christmas oh, wow. for just my friends that year. Okay, and so like 
I, I can already see like if I, I were if a, I were I don't to get recall getting a present. <laughs> he, he, uh, because I'm pretty sure we were we were um, pretty close in high school too. I don't, I don't know. Uh, apparently not as much as maybe, you thought. Maybe not as much as <laughs> well, I thought. Continue, continue. You know. Not the drag of the pastor. Right? Listen. <laughs> um, I did. I didn't know you super well in high school. I, I was about to say you knew, you were more close with me than you were yeah. with him. Anyways, and, so, and you see all this infighting, guys. That is why money is the number one cause for divorce. I mean, right here, three tight guys and just the slightest thing and already we're all, arguing and it's it inviting. And it's like, oh, it's great. I love How it. How much money does it take to break up Talk Your Walk? Apparently a million dollars. <laughs> Only a million, guys. A million so. hypothetical dollars. It wasn't even real. <laughs> oh, no, they weren't even, we haven't even gotten a check yet or anything. <laughs> but, but anyways, anyways, I'd like to think that it would enable me to, you know, really give into that and just be... Mm. you know find a lot of joy in making other people stay by like giving them something that's just like why you what you know <laughs> it's true it's true everybody's different and honestly from everything i've seen how you grew up is you know whether poor or rich or middle class or whatever it's not really an indicator of how people react because again it's it's more personality it's more character traits different things like that so um so that's just one thing but the, what i was going to say is this you know, to your point, you said, man, I, I couldn't even imagine having a million dollars. Well, guess what? I'm going to be a millionaire. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> That's the thing, though. How weird of a statement is that? Like, how, like yeah. most of the time, I'm not trying to be braggy. I'm just saying I'm going to be a millionaire. I don't know exactly when that's going to be. It's going to be sooner than later with everything that I'm working towards. But the reality is this. You three need to say the exact same thing. Person listening on the podcast, watching this right now, say that out loud. I'm going to be a millionaire one day. Well, guess what? That's the same thing as saying I want to retire someday. Sure. Raise your hand. Who here wants to retire? Okay. I'm going to work all my by, life. By, well, yeah, by I retiring, retire. I just mean you can work at whatever you want. Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. I'm going to work till I'm dead. I love yeah. it. But I'm going to work doing what I want to do. I'll be, I'll I, be not be because editing, I have to. I'll be editing Talk Your Walk podcast well into my <laughs> 90s. <laughs> I love it. So, So that's the point. It's like... When, when, I, when I talk to students at UF or I'm talking to other people and I say, I want to be a, I'm going to be a millionaire someday and saying, I want to retire someday, that's the exact same thing. Nobody our age is going to be able to retire even, even like cheaply unless they are a millionaire. It's as simple as that, especially with inflation. By the time that you know, we're reaching retirement age of 65, 70, the traditional retirement age, I mean, and with inflation, I mean, you're going to, they're going to say that you're going to need at least 10 to $15 million. Wow. You know, because that's just how it works with numbers going up. I just, I have a uh, Instagram handle. I've got a lot of work <laughs> to do. I, I have an Instagram handle at everything money blog. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll if you go there, comments. yeah, if you go there, I put the, I just put this up today, actually. Um, the cost of living in the 1960s. Yeah, a, I saw that. Actually, a, a new house was about twelve thousand dollars. A new car was about three thousand, and a movie ticket was one dollar. And gas at the pump was twenty-seven cents. Oh my! So, I wish. but but that's the thing. It's not that things were cheaper back then. Inflation was. Yeah. It's just inflation. So yeah. the value of the dollar was completely different. So we saved. <laughs> but, I saved you know, fifteen million, and really that wage, just means. But minimum wage was. Uh, I, I don't know, a couple fifty cents or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. So. So anyway, but that's my point for anybody listening. I, I got to challenge your thinking because you need to start thinking about that. I, if you, because a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I want to retire someday. I plan on retiring. But then you say, do you think you'll be a millionaire? And a lot of people are, oh, I don't know. I've never thought about that. It's like, well, the two are synonymous.
It's, so. it's a hard fact, but it is. Uh, it makes a lot of sense when you say it. Yeah. When so to bring it back to to bring it back to yeah. investing, since um, we keep getting off. Topic. Yeah. Sorry. I know. No. No. It's fine. Oh it's fine. Gosh. So so for the first so for so that's my answer. Until you are 25, 26, you've been out of college for a few years, the only thing you need to be investing is yourself. Now, if you have a job that has a 401k offering, you have to max that out with whatever you can do. Right. Um, that's an obvious one. So I'm not, I'm not saying don't do anything like that, but I'm saying your focus should be in your education and your skill sets. So whatever it is that you do, because right now you have to make yourself attractive in the job market with automation coming down, AI, machine learning, all these things, there are going to be a lot of jobs that are displaced, okay? But there are going to be new jobs that are created that we don't even know about yet. And guess what? Nobody's gonna have those skill sets because they're not gonna teach them in college because they're too new. And you're gonna have an opportunity to make a lot of money. And there's gonna be thousands of these types of jobs. So I don't wanna freak everybody out about AI. I think it's gonna do us a lot of good. But it will be some pretty rapid, difficult change. So, would you say we're in a, we're in a shift as a as a generation, especially since oh, without generation? a doubt, we are, we are going to go through the third industrial revolution in our lifetime. We're in the middle of it right now. Uh, the first industrial revolution, you know, that was more Middle Ages, caveman type stuff with like steel and uh, iron, all that stuff getting created. The iron Age, yeah, Iron Age, all that. Uh, the next the, one was the, like the steam transportation, yeah. different things like that. This one's going to be. Um, it, relatively invisible. It's going to be Internet of Things, um, machine learning, AI, like I said, robotics. There's going to be, and when I say that, I'm not talking about, um, oh, there's your, you know, the cashiers at McDonald's, you know, are all just going to be kiosks now. That's that's nothing. I'm, ta I'm talking about investment managers are going to have to be careful because in 10 years, the technology is already there. Um, it just has to be refined and it has to be programmed. But in 10 years, to answer your question, if you want to invest, uh, this is what you're going to do. You're going to walk over to your Google Home or your Alexa or your Siri or whatever device we have at that point in time. And you're going to say, hey, Google, how much money do I have in my E-Trade account? Google's going to go, uh, as of right now, you have $50,000 in there. And you're going to say, okay, uh, I, need, you know, I want to invest that. Can you go and find me um, a business that has a dividend that pays over 2%? Uh, that has had a five-year return of at least 6% and has relatively um, you know, responsible business practices uh, reported as far as the environment goes. Uh, okay, I've found three selections for you. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, yeah, I like company X. Put my $50,000 in that one, please. Okay, your money's been deposited. It makes sense though, oh because at the end of the day, I mean, correct me, you're the expert, but it all comes down to numbers and what do machines work best off of? Right. Well, that what does AI work off all of? the no Well, it's not just that. I mean, they're already seeing it in the legal firm. So that I'm just saying that there are these professional services type jobs that a lot of people don't think will get displaced. They're already doing it. They're already showing that, you know, AI can skim millions of documents in seconds when it takes paralegals or whatever days to do it. And they're finding all these things. And it's just, I'm not saying we're not going to need lawyers or investment firms or anything. I'm saying that the roles will change. It will be drastically different. Mm -hmm. So from 25 to 30, to finally answer this question, sorry, everybody, we're taking so long. I know you've been anticipating this. <laughs> uh, I would say from 25 to 30, 
you need to be investing in relatively risky stocks. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about the OTC market or anything that has to do with OTC like, uh, oh, sorry. So those are like penny stocks and, and or okay. ones that are close to getting delisted. Maybe it'll go to zero. Maybe so it'll like go to one cent. Acorns? Uh, no, Acorns is a little different. Acorns is just taking little, I'm not saying your pennies. I'm saying the, the company is worth pennies. And it may or may not get big, type of a thing. Like, don't don't go for anything that like risky. startup companies. I, yeah, yeah, I actually like, wanted to get your opinion on that. It was the apps okay. that are coming out now that have to do with investment, like Robinhood, Acorn. Yeah. A lot of those seem to be blowing up right now. But do you think that there's actual, in your opinion, you know, is that worth putting time and money into? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those are just you know, Robinhood is is just a trading platform like E Trade, like Fidelity, like Scott Trade, any of those. Um, it's free. So if you have um, well, first off, let me say this. If you only have a thousand dollars, don't bother investing it into a stock uh, because the reality is uh, you're going to get, unless you're using Robinhood, which is free, obviously, you know, all the other places are going to take about five to six bucks. Well, if you buy and then sell that, there's $12. Okay. So that's 1.2% of, uh, or I'm sorry, that's 0.012% of your money that's already gone. Okay. The reality is that's just not a margin that you want to play with. If you have a thousand dollars, continue to save it up, put it in a savings account because there's an order of which things go. So before you ever start investing 25 to 30, the first thing you invest in is your financial foundation. Okay. Mm. Now I'm coming up with a program. It's a six step program. A lot of people know Dave Ramsey. They know Susie Orman. They have their own programs. Uh, they're good for the most part. Getting out of debt is relatively common sense. Uh, but there is one thing that's very different about my program that a lot of people, uh, they just, I don't know why they don't talk about it, but they don't. And that's negotiating. You got to negotiate things and that's a completely different topic. But anyway, what I'm saying is from the investing side, I would never start investing until I have three to six months saved up in my bank. So whatever my expenses are, if I, if, if my monthly expenses are 2,500, $3,000, $4,000, whatever it is, you need three to six months and I would lean to, you know, that five to six month mark personally. But if you're in a high demand field, like if you're a nurse or a doc, you know, a doctor or something in the medical field where you can get a job anywhere because yeah. it's really in demand engineer, whatever, if you want to do three months, that's fine. But again, I just lean more to the five, six. Um, so that's the first thing you do 25 to 30. You make sure that you have, you know, a couple months expenses done that way. If something goes wrong, you get fired, you have to quit, you have to move, parents get sick, um, a family emergency happens, you can't live where you were living anymore, you have to go home, whatever the case is, you're not freaking out about money because you know, I'm set for the next six months, I don't have to work. And that may sound like a lot, but really when you think about it, it's like, well, what is it if I'm living off $4,000 and you know uh, a month and I only do five of that, that's 20 grand, that's not that much. It's a lot easier to get there. Uh, if anybody's big on Instagram, you can go to hashtag um, debt free, uh, hashtag debt free journey or hashtag debt free community. Uh, these are people who are uh, normally they did Dave Ramsey's class, but they do some other things as well. And you will see so many examples of people who are like, I'm a teacher and I just saved six months expenses in seven months. Like it's amazing how quickly people can save the amount of money they need to get that. And they just don't because they don't put a focus on it. Mm -hmm. So that's what you've got to invest in from 25 to 30. You've got to get your financial foundation together. So until you have that five to six months saved up, you don't start putting anything into stocks because there's no point. 
you're gonna have to pull it out if something happens. Mm -hmm. The going statistic right now. I can personally attest to that. Actually, (laughs) no, I'm being so serious that this actually just because I, you know, I've, I've, whatever. I've been, yeah, no, I mean, I've been, I've been out of work for a little bit, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm just starting to get back into it. But there was a point in time where, for me personally, this is kind of personal, but like for me personally, I was like, okay, I gotta take this money out because I, I need the money Mm -hmm. because I need money to live. So I can personally attest to that and yeah just wanted, <laughs> just wanted to let everybody know it's look money sure. money is a huge stressor it really is so if you didn't have to worry about money for five to six months and this is the other thing a lot of people end up in jobs that they don't like because they don't have time to make a decision they have to get a job right now for whatever the reason is so if you have the ability to sit back and really evaluate your options for two to three months you're going to end up in a much happier situation than if you didn't. That's just the reality. You can find another job immediately. It doesn't matter. But the fact that you didn't have to worry about it right. makes a big difference. So, wow. so 25 to 30, that's what you got to focus on. Now, you can get that done pretty quickly. Once you've got that done, then you start putting things into the stock market. And if you don't know what to do, you put it in, like I said, you max out your 401k if you have one with a company. If you don't have that, you open up an account and you put it in a Roth IRA. All right. Now, people will go back and forth just so you know the difference between a regular IRA and a Roth IRA is that a Roth IRA is um, is the money once it's so once you get a paycheck and it's post tax that goes into the account, just a regular IRA, just like a regular 401k that's pre tax. So what that means is that you are either going to pay taxes on the front end or you're going to pay taxes at 65, 67, 71, whenever you retire and you pull the money out. Mm-hmm. So, the well, it's a gamble one way or the other because ultimately what you're doing is you're saying, do I think taxes are going to be more in 40 to 50 years when I uh, retire and can take this money out? Or do I think that the rate of what we're paying right now is better that's essentially what you're betting on yeah because over the course of 40 50 years that could be that could have built up where mm-hmm. you've paid in the roth ira you've paid you know let's just arbitrary number you know one thousand dollars in taxes mm-hmm. or if you waited that entire time you only paid like five hundred dollars because the taxes went down exactly so nobody knows the answer to that question so. for me the reason i Pray always Jesus. <laughs> the only the only reason i recommend roth 401ks and iras is because I want to know exactly how much money I'm going to have. I don't want to have to sit there and have to calculate and look and say, oh, look, I have $50,000 in there. Oh, wait, but I have to calculate taxes. I want to know, no, I actually just have $35,000. Yeah, we we, we, we think similar. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why I was like, I think that's the better idea, wouldn't it? People are already bad enough at calculating things. Why stress yourself out over what is going to be a probably a few percentage points yeah. <laughs> so let's move let's move more into the topic of um actually we're running out of time so we gotta yeah we're gonna go ahead and yeah, wrap this up but what i want to say oh, though is that as we're wrapping this up um if you'll be on here we'll definitely do a part two to this okay we got through one whole question <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it, def- you're it was a loaded question you it's guys you guys gave question. me the most loaded question i think on the whole deck so yeah, what i appreciate the most is that even though it was loaded and it took you a lengthy explanation you still went out of your way and i'm to, sorry i am a little bit wordy so. no, no 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 that's what i'm saying is <laughs> that like the fact that you went out of your way to give that warning and to give these people the knowledge 
much of, you know, what you're saying. It's like, these are all the, you know, a lot of it was things that we already agree with and that we're glad that you're sharing with the audience. Cause it's, I, I truly believe that education and deciding where you're going to go in the future, especially with finances, that's, that's one of the most important things that you can do, especially at our age right now. Like I said, the number one reason people get divorced in this country isn't because people are cheating. It's because of financial stressors. And guess what? A lot of people are cheating because they're stressed. <laughs> so if you care about your you know, marriage or marriage that you'll have someday, take care of your money amongst other things. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, money makes uh, the world go around. It really does. It does. All right. In closing, anything you want to plug that you haven't already, or I guess you're, you plugged uh, the website's www.everything.money. Please sign up for the mailing list. Uh, it's a way I keep track with people. I'm going to have a lot of cool stuff coming out for it soon. It's all free. So you really don't have any excuse. It's on you. If you don't want to listen to that again, just go to the app store or, or podcast thing. Uh, look, just type in money. Ton of great stuff yeah. is going to pop up for you. There you go. So his website and Instagram link will be in the description below. Our website and Instagram link will be in the description below. Stumble over my words. I'm fine. Steven Corson. No, just Steven Corson. Everything money blogs. We're out. Appreciate y'all. Later. That's awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate you taking. I believe that's like 40 minutes. <laughs> no, no, you're Jeez. fine. He said that. And I was like. <laughs>